Hi, and welcome to the Female Health Podcast. My name is Mary Jo McGuire, owner of MJ Nutrition. I have a degree and master's in nutritional science, and I'm studying to be a nutritional therapist also. I work with women every day who want to lose weight, improve their relationship with food, hack their hormones, regulate their cycle, restore their periods, learn about nutrition for hormonal balance, help women come off the pill, and lots more. This podcast will be a place to talk about all things female health related, from periods, the pill, weight loss, diets, fertility, acne, PMS, and lots, lots more. I hope this platform to be educational and empowering so women can take charge of their health, their hormones, so they can feel and look their best at all stages. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the Female Health Podcast. On this week's episode, I have a lovely guest who's joining me today, uh, Vicky Schilling. So Vicky is a wellness business mentor and she works with a lot of people in the health and wellness industry. So while this may um, seem that it's just for self-employed individuals, it's actually not. We're going to chat a lot about how mindset and, you know, self-belief and things like that translate to all aspects of uh, of life, basically, whether you're self-employed or not, we all struggle with it. So this will be relatable for everyone. And uh, I'm really excited for Vicky to share a bit more of her story. I'm I'm hearing it for the first time too. Um, so I'm, I'm going to be kind of a listener on this episode as well. So I'm really looking forward to it. But uh, Vicky, thank you so much for coming on and joining me on this week's episode. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. So I guess, um, yeah, to start really, if you want to just introduce a bit more about yourself, um yeah what got you into this uh what you do who you work with all of that kind of thing and we'll go from there I guess <laughs> yeah perfect so I am as you said a wellness business mentor so I help people mostly my clients are things like nutritionists personal trainers yoga teachers health coaches anybody in that um field and I t- try and plug that gap between qualifying and coming out of a college or um, some sort of program and turning what you have learned into a fully fledged business. It's the bit that I feel is often missing. The colleges are fabulous and they give you lots of CPD and teach you how to help people, but they don't actually teach you how to reach people, market yourself, package yourself, price things correctly, yes, use social me. media. <laughs> yeah, that's it. All of those bits. I try and be that bit in the middle for the people that are super passionate super qualified so able to help the world with what they're doing but just need to know some of those business skills to to get out there in the world so the the reason I got into it is slight slightly um you know strange route I struggled with IBS myself um with irritable bowel syndrome myself um and in a previous life, um, my previous job, I was actually working in the classical music industry. So I did that for over 10 years in London. And my last job, I was traveling quite a lot internationally and it was quite a stressful job. We were putting tours together. So it was very glamorous on one level, going to Asia or South America, traveling around Europe, putting together these tours for orchestras. But like I say, it was stressful. Things were canceled. You have, you know, millions of pounds worth of musical instruments you were moving around. Yeah. And my IBS was um, getting quite bad, feeling very bloated, needing to know where the toilets were all the time, you know, really sort of struggling with that. And so it did get to a bit of a crunch point for me. It was around when I turned 30. I was like, I don't want to keep going like this. I don't want to keep feeling like this. And so it was a real concerted effort from my part, a good old, you know, New Year's resolution. Yeah. Let's, let's look at this. Let's sort this out. Let's try and investigate what is going on. Let's make some changes to my diet. Let's try and make some lifestyle changes. 
and at that point actually joined Instagram, you know, started a blog then to, to, to chronicle what I was doing and what I was learning um, and just felt like I opened a world into all these incredible people who were exactly like we were talking about, you know, trained as nutritionists quite a lot, again, of like sort of leaving their corporate jobs and doing this full time. For me, I was food blogging. So I came across a lot of food stylists, recipe developers, all that was just just absolutely amazing. I'd only ever worked in the music industry. I was like, hello, look, all these amazing people doing this amazing stuff. So I just became really obsessed with it. Um, And especially the kind of marketing side of it, you know, like how to use it and yeah, how to get out there. That's amazing. Wow, that's a very interesting uh, story and a sweep way into uh, the world. So I guess you obviously had a, you must have had a bit of a flair for, I don't know, like communicating with people maybe and like, you know, writing and then, um, yeah, opening yourself up to all these different um, people, as you mentioned, food bloggers, stylists and stuff like that. And then obviously the marketing element. Did you, you don't have any experience in that at all. Like, so like, <laughs> that's amazing. I had absolutely none. No, the jobs that I was doing in the classical music industry were very much the organizational ones. So I, so I suppose I bring a lot of that skill, you know, sort of planning and organizing yeah. things. Yeah. But no, I had absolutely no online marketing skills, never built a website, never done anything with a mailing list, had no idea how to use social media. You know, if you scroll back, right to the beginning of my Instagram you can see all my dreadful food photos dingy yeah. you know my dingy little one bedroom flat in London um and no it was all very much self-taught following people looking at what worked and and just building a community out of that yeah, just yeah. connecting with people and that's seeing what what's going on yeah that's what it is I guess social media it's about being social and building that community with people like and you can kind of tend to forget that like in it because like I don't know about you like I know you're you do like a lot of work on getting away now from social media in, in which is really cool I think but um you can there's so much comparison syndrome on it and again it doesn't matter what industry you're in or whether you're in no industry at all if you're just like on Instagram for following people it's like the worst place to be sometimes if you like compare yourself to others like <laughs> it is and, and unfortunately it's kind of it's designed in that way to be addictive. Like we kind of beat ourselves up about it, but it is designed to be like that and to keep us hooked. And it, it, you know, it knows down to the fraction of the second, how many, how long you've lingered over a picture or read a caption or watched a video. And you're right. It doesn't matter whether you're the layman on the street trying to feel better about yourself or someone running their own business. The comparison is off the charts. And even I beat myself up about it, even though I I teach how to come away from it and noticing it, it, it is just addictive like that. And so we have to remember all of those classic things. It's a highlights reel. It's all the, you know, the best bits of people's life. It's not the full story. Um, and try and just do other healthier things for our business and for our personal life that aren't staring at the screen. I think it's really refreshing like that's what kind of drew me to you like uh, how um you know you're embracing that like yeah you can use social media and you're not saying never use it but um there is other ways and it's really refreshing because I feel like you can get stuck in the trap that like that is everything like everything has to be even again I'm bringing it back to the, not even owning your own business just like to find out about everything you need to be on social media you need to like to, to know the latest whatever gossip or news you need to be on social media it's not actually true there is other ways if you want to do you know it's just about what we're now programmed to use and again like you said they want us to be like that like addicted to it so like we can't not have Instagram or Facebook or whatever TikTok whatever it is <laughs> no and that's what people say to me there's a kind of FOMO attitude like you say whether it's from a business perspective or a personal perspective like oh if I'm not on it I'll miss out somehow on something that's happening on yeah. there or some kind of gossip and actually 
that, that isn't true. Like you say, I, I had a friend recently who went on a, a female health retreat just for herself. She is a business owner herself, but she went out. I think it was actually in Portugal. And she was saying um, she met some other women who had found out about this retreat and came on the retreat. She said they don't go. They're not on social media. That's not how they found out about the retreat. That's not how they consume their news. That's not how they educate themselves and learn. Um, and she said it was a real eye opener for her because we are we kind of sucked into this like this is the best way and the only way to reach people and connect with people. It's not. There's plenty of other ways. And would you say like do you find it difficult, especially when you first started to step away from social media? Uh, when you like what is the what's the tricks to do it like <laughs> yeah a hundred percent so I I joined Instagram in that kind of early flurry with my IBS in 2016 and it wasn't until 2021 when I took a proper break so that was a yeah. good few years of basically checking on it every day or every week maybe taking like a week off at Christmas or something but yeah it wasn't until yeah the summer of 2021 I took two months off completely and I think it was a bit of a combination for me of noticing myself and the habits and the patterns I was getting into and how it did waste time I had a new baby and I was like I don't want to be glued to a phone all the time and there's this lovely child I want to connect to and I don't want her to see me constantly on the phone all the time I read a couple of really good books as well kind of looking at the science and the research and the kind of data behind it um Cal Newport's Digital Minimalism is very good and there's another book called Indistractable by Ian Nile um I can send to give you those names for the show notes, but both of those were very inspiring in reading about other people's experiences, what the data, like I say, what the data and the evidence is um, about usage of, of, of digital media and, and you know, yeah. digital products in general, as well as social media in just sort of reinforcing. And for me, I like, I like just like the cold turkey approach. Like I'm much better saying I'm coming off for a whole month and just don't go in. Like that, that's much easier for me yeah. than trying to reduce it a little bit here and there um so yeah that those things really helped me yeah that's really cool so and like in terms of the benefits for you and like mental wise and not even again from a business point of view obviously that's where my mind's going and I was like how did that benefit your business but like yeah and you can share that too because obviously there's people listening to this who are coaches and stuff as well but um then like just for the general you know say my friends and people like that or whatever your friends who aren't in business what would be the be- what are the benefits that you would notice on a mental perspective I know we've t- covered it before the biggest one is the lack of comparison it yeah. just means you can focus on your own thing and doing yeah. living your life your way doing what you yeah. want ideas coming to you and be like yeah I'm going to do that rather than I should like shiny object syndrome yeah. I don't, like comes in business and in personal life like oh I should be doing that or oh I should be doing that or oh I'm going to go and buy that or, I'm going to go and do that so suddenly so that goes because you're much more focused on your on your own life and, and making your own decisions rather than being it become yeah, it becomes your own ideas I guess rather than taking bits from others and you know maybe that doesn't actually really align with you and then you're not doing something that's yeah feels good which is yeah. the worst and not, and not really sticking to anything is the other thing you know I'm a big fan of doing things consistently if you want and we do for health don't we like we want to do things on a repeated basis rather than keep lurching from one thing to another and wondering why nothing works it's like you've got to give something yeah. a go for a really good length of time so yeah that's that's really helpful with that like reducing that comparison and that shiny object syndrome the other thing was I didn't miss it as much as I was expecting to I think okay. we think because of the amount of hours we're on it that we're going to really miss it and actually it helped me be 
more present you know in my real life like I say with my new baby with my family who actually that during that summer that I took two months off I hadn't seen them in nine months because of COVID because of lockdown they were in the UK we were over in Ireland they hadn't met my daughter so actually just to be fully present in those moments and not just be like we're always doing now filling every tiny little gap or lull in conversation with picking up the phone and checking the messages so it, it was really nice to just be like, no, I'm, I'm here. I'm physically and, you know, mentally as well in this room with these people really enjoying this moment or it just being with my own thoughts. Again, that's a very easy way to like numb feelings and processing things to just like keep feeding ourselves more data, actually be fully present with what I'm actually thinking, even in those quiet moments. Like there's so many times, like nearly every occasion we have something blocking out our thoughts even if we go for a walk it's like we bring airpods and listen to a podcast or music or whatever or we're on the phone to someone or just looking through or scrolling while we're walking it's never just like like you say being in the moment present and like you could miss out then on so many things like around you you know what I mean like I I'm trying to be more conscious of that like you know not bringing anything with me so I can actually be aware of say the lovely scenery around beside me around me like and it's so beautiful and there's things you would not notice like even in where you may have lived for years and yeah. because you're just so like programmed to this like having to drain out everything like it's um yeah it's really really I think that's one of the big benefits that people could get from it like and just being like why do we have to block out our thoughts so much it's like are we afraid to listen to them or what are we afraid of it's like yeah that's probably really important as well to kind of question too so like I'm, I guess like again like going back to the comparison syndrome everyone like you know if you're in a bad place probably social media is not the place for you because like you just like you say it's a highlight reel it's not really like no one like well I don't anyway put up put up the bad days on my Instagram do you know what I mean never like so people don't do that but the people have bad days you know what I mean like it doesn't matter where you are like I guess like for me like I'm living in Portugal and people are just like oh her life must, life must be great everyone has bad days no matter where you live or whatever is going on you know what I mean so um yeah like Vicky and um, sorry uh, Instagram is not the place to um compare or look at like um I suppose the as the basis or what's the word the standard of someone's life it really isn't so yeah stepping away from that Um, I guess then what I want to ask you about like a bit more around say the transition from your music industry to um where you are now like at now and I guess I'm sure there was a lot of like challenges for you mindset things to overcome like and like just kind of I suppose a big step outside your comfort zone as well like I'm sure um talk a bit a little bit about that and how that again could translate to everyday life for other people what are things you learned maybe that might help any tools or things like that yeah I think the biggest thing that I mean basically it is it's a huge shift and a lot of people will say well you know how did you have the courage to, to do that, to leave? A, like I'd been working for a decade. I was building up a, a kind of reputation in the industry. Um, it was all I'd ever known, really. My parents were musicians yeah. as well. So mm-hmm. like, you know, how did you do it? And, it, and also that PAYE approach of, you know, safe oh. salaried job, paycheck at the end of every month, doesn't matter if it went well or, you, you know, you <laughs> asked around a little bit or you actually worked yeah, really yeah. hard, you still get the same paycheck yeah. um, and all of that. It is a huge leap to change then into trusting yourself and earning your own money. I think partly my answer to that is 
it, it felt like I just had to do it. It didn't really feel like a choice, actually. Yeah. It just felt like this was the natural next step and I was going to do it. And I'm a kind of person and that's what I've brought through with my my own podcast and my book and things, you know, just just giving something a go. And if I get started with something, I damn well follow through. Like I started the blog and I damn well follow through and, you know, won awards and I wrote a recipe every week and, you know, I really committed to doing it. Yeah, so it was kind of like that with with this shift as well. I think the other thing I realized and, and the other thing I try and bring to my clients is this balance of practical tips and things that we need to know to run our own business. So, and it's the same if you're gonna leave a job or change career or do anything in your life, there'll be lots of practical things you don't know. So I teach like how to get your website set up or how to start a mailing list or how to use social media better or how to you know, pitch to go on a podcast or whatever it is, the practical stuff, price and package yourself. But all of that is underlined with how you're thinking, because I see so many people, they might be doing all the practical things. In fact, I definitely have coached people who do all the practical things that look like tick box exercise. I'm doing all the things. But yeah. if you're not thinking in the right way, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in the value of what you're doing, yeah. if you can't communicate that. Someone described this to me recently as digital bad breath. You know, this idea that even though you're doing all the things and you're saying and out, outwardly it looks glossy and shiny and you're, you're doing all the right actions. If yeah. underneath your your you don't think that the customers are going to buy or that it's worth what you're you're you know, pricing it or so and so is better than you or yeah. you know, all of those kind of things, then it, it the whole thing will fall apart. None of those practical actions I will. Yeah. So, so actually, the amount of work that I've done, not only on learning practical tools, but working on my own mindset and my own stories and my own crappy talk in my own head has been just as, as much, if not more beneficial than all the practical yeah. stuff. Yeah, I definitely think that's the main thing. And again, it comes down to any goal someone has, whether it's a weight loss or, you know, wanting to make habit changes or it's whether they believe they're de deserving of it or have the belief behind that they can do it. And like that is, I feel it's the harder part, the practical stuff. Like once you have those tools in places in place, you can do them. So like it's like me telling someone what to do nutrition wise. It's like you telling someone what to do uh, business wise. It's great to hear those, but it's like that's half the work I think I think the other half is then on you to like believe in yourself and um get over those mindset hurdles that like and there will be hard days like and I can say that in business and I know my clients then can say that in their own issues with their health and stuff like that so yeah there is those hurdles and like in terms of working on that like what are things that you find helpful for overcoming yeah those negative self-talk those days where your self-belief isn't at the highest like what would you do or what gets you through that <laughs> I think when I got started it was podcasts and and books like really immersing myself yeah. and following and like really listening to people who were at further step than me and that yeah. were you know that I could pick up that wisdom from then it was investing in being around those people like can yeah. I you know book someone to work with as a mentor or join a program where I can yeah. be around people that, that think better than me that think bigger than me that think yeah. differently to me and elevate the way my brain is working yeah. and operating um and then the big thing that I talk about in in my book now that I definitely have used is affirmations and looking at not just picking an affirmation off Pinterest because it sounds nice or yeah. you know looks pretty graphic but really looking at 
what are the negative things I'm saying to myself? What are the things that are really holding me back? You know, why am I saying, like I'm constantly saying I'm, I'm bad with money or no one will pay for that. Or, you know, all these kind of stories and beliefs and looking at, okay, this is not helpful. It's, it's sabotaging me. It's stopping me going out there. It, it's holding me back. What can I insert in there instead? Like what more positive or even just neutral thing can I be saying? And for me, putting that on the background of my phone, programming it in as a reminder to pop up, you know, doing that classic, sticking it up as post-its wherever you see it. Yeah. Putting it on the background of your, your, your desktop on your, on your laptop. Like um, I, li- I even recorded myself saying some of those affirmations and listened to them over and over again. So yeah. it, it was, it was literally <laughs> as repetitive as that to try and get rid of the old programming and put in new, more positive stories. Cool, that's really interesting but yeah it is about like just reaffirming to yourself like better thoughts more positive thoughts and like changing the mindset and changing the beliefs that are wired into us like um I guess a bit of awareness comes into play there like so you're catching yourself saying like uh, I'm not good at money or something like so many of us I myself included I know say these things on day on the daily but may not actually be aware of them so I think first step probably is that awareness and I was listening to actually one of your podcasts I think it was the most recent one. It was all about awareness and, um, you know, meditation is great for that or even journaling, something like that. Like what is coming up for you? Like, what are you saying? Or what are you feeling? And if you're noticing like maybe a thought that's like, always there, like, oh, I just don't feel good about myself. I just feel fat today or whatever. Like that's something that you need to work on and like use those affirmations in a different way. What could be a better thing to say? It doesn't have to be like, I absolutely love myself if you're not there yet, but it can be changing it to maybe just a little bit more of a, uh, a, a different, more uh, better thought, I guess. And um, like what would be better than that like and it's kind of changing from catastrophizing as well into um what could be better because I am the worst for catastrophizing like so. I used to run um, uh, female wellness retreats and I used to use an example um I ran it with a nutritionist and I can remember when we were doing packing the goodie bags up or things ready to go on a retreat I can remember I had to go and get um a little trolley because we've got big boxes of of gifts and things we were taking and I left Lauren who I was doing the retreats with with um I hadn't told her where the scissors were so she could cut open a box and it was this ridiculous scenario where I was coming up in my lift thinking I'm going to come into my flat I didn't show her the scissors were so she's going to find a knife then she's going to cut herself and I'm going to find a dead on you know with blood everywhere and I was like this is amazing where are our brains I know yeah. And I, I used to tell that story on, on the retreats as an example of catastrophizing. After a while, Lauren's like, you're going to have to stop saying that because it's going to get stuck in my head that this is going to happen. That happens sometimes. Yeah. It is that, and, and we have to be yeah. kind to ourselves. Our brain is just always thinking worst case scenario. Like that yeah. is literally how we're wired. So we have to work really hard. Like you say, to notice, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That thought's coming in or I'm about to go down that spiral or I can yeah. see I just, and you're right, like meditation, mindfulness, like just, just stopping like we were saying not having your phone so you're numbing that out because you don't know what's going on listening oh that's interesting curiosity that's interesting that that thought's come up again or that there it is again like okay yeah allowing allowing time for basically thoughts to come in and not be distracted we just want distraction all of the time Um, and that's what phones do tv does computers do everything there's always a distraction available to us now but it's serving it's not serving them those thoughts we're not allowing ourselves to uh, you know be aware of what's going on and like that negative talk is just building up and we're not getting challenges ever and we're, we're believing it more and more and more and it's just not helping those so it's such a healthy thing to do is to cut out those 
behaviors like even if you are someone like I've definitely cut down my screen time uh haven't gone off it now but I've cut it down so like that's been something that I feel proud of as well because it was ridiculous at some points like <laughs> so um that can be really helpful and then just bringing in some time for better habits like you know meditation or even like nice yoga can be good and journaling whatever it is for you um but yeah stop that catastrophizing because I like you said jump to worst case it's so funny my sister like she laughs at me because she is the opposite I'm so I'm so jealous like she doesn't go there she'll always just think of the best case first I'm like why am I not like that like like you know if someone doesn't reply to me or like I haven't heard from someone I'm like oh my god do they they get are they in a car crash or something she's like she laughs she's like how did you go from there like it's just like yeah. obviously just maybe stop for a coffee or their phone died or something I'm like oh yeah like I don't know I'd never think of that and it's the same with in, in business as well so yeah. I, I totally agree with you my husband works down in in Dublin port and there are some accidents unfortunately down there and I'm the same if he doesn't reply to a text I'm immediately like he's dead and I'm planning the funeral and I'm not the only one like <laughs> no, not you. but also in business I will see some people say um well you know they said they were interested and now they've disappeared so obviously they hate me and I've said yeah. something wrong and I shouldn't have done that and I go hold on hold on hold on hold on no they probably just need a little reminder and they'd really appreciate you checking in go in with the attitude of hey just checking in everything okay have you got the contract are we ready to go ahead shall we get started yeah. working yeah. rather than I guess you don't want to work with me anymore and you've changed yeah I know <laughs> like worst case not like don't project that onto me yeah I know I know it's crazy that we do that like but yeah it's um I think not taking things personally too is another one like, when it comes to business and other people and like not everyone like hates us <laughs> we're not that special for people to hate <laughs> really at the end of the day but no. um, and especially with the social media stuff as well I think you know oh I don't want to annoy people or I don't want to bore people or I don't want to go on about it too much sorry but like they're paying attention but they're also not paying that much attention we're all getting a lot of information so you need to be there sharing what it is and offering what it is that you're offering because yeah. if you don't you'll just get forgotten completely yeah. so yeah 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 I guess then for anyone who's like um thinking again of just doing something new outside their comfort zone whether it's a you know like moving a new country new hobby new business a side hustle whatever it is like what are your um what would be some advice you'd give to someone and um, because obviously you've done a lot you've like transformed your career you've really successful business wrote a book and um, like a lot of big stuff has happened for you so that's amazing so you you can speak from it from a point of experience and you've got evidence to support it so what is your kind of tips or advice <laughs> well you know my podcast and my book are called just start now so the biggest thing for me is just give something a go yeah. just try something like we all get into this te- this tendency of like it needs to be perfect or it needs to be big or it needs to be you know um like p- totally planned out or I need to totally know what what's going to happen mm-hmm. you don't like just take some small action I think all of my journey and I've moved country as well and um like you say like written the book or changed career like when I started that blog I didn't have a clue where it was going to take me I didn't have a clue that it was going to change my career and what I was doing but I just kept taking little steps to move forward okay I'm going to try this now I'm going to try this now and yes okay that feels muddy and murky but I think that's life you know this there isn't one perfect easy straightforward trajectory just start doing something that you think will help you move you forward 
Yeah. And you'd be so surprised from that one step of action and one bit of action you take, what it can just bring in, you know, it's, it's crazy. And little things like that have happened to me as well. Like just starting the podcast, like definitely like things transformed after that for me, like, so, um, and moving country and all that, like different things can happen then as well. So yeah, like it's just taking the action at times and whether you fully know what's happening next, you may not like, and in a lot of cases you don't, but that's the exciting part as well. And I guess just kind of going with it a little bit and not having the answers to everything because even in when you think you have the answers it kind of doesn't even happen that way anyway do you know what I mean so even if you have a plan like I'm big on goal setting and and all that kind of stuff but I have plans and goals and budgets for myself and that's usually not where the money comes in and that's not how it goes and that's not the events that I run or that you know other opportunities come in but because I'm taking action and giving it a go and and trying something other things like you experience like other things land in your lap and 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 happen whereas what I see far too often is that paralysis of like I'm just not going to do anything yeah and then you you can't be open then to what comes in it's it it, I do think there is that sense of showing the universe I'm willing to go out of my comfort zone I'm doing something a little bit different or I'm showing I would like something like this like you know a new partner I'm thinking about moving country or so you have to do something to get something back and, and get get that evidence. you have to take the leap 100% to show that like I, I I totally agree with you there like you are sending a message to whatever the universe or whatever the gods are whatever you want to believe in that there is um that you believe in yourself enough to bring in more stuff things to happen for you and that you deserve it and but you're not going to get it staying in the same place wishing without doing anything you have to do something and so yeah you can be all spiritual and and believe in the universe that's working for your law of attraction but there comes action that has to there has to be an action step and I think that's where a lot of people can fall down it's like not taking that action and so yeah even if it's a small one and then gradually move from there like and it is scary going out of your comfort zone 100 percent but like um good things come then I think and if it doesn't work out you'll still learn something from it that's what I find too it doesn't matter if it's like you're it's you definitely learn something from these things and like a reframe is a great way to, to to look at it like try and say well what actually did I couldn't take from that and if it doesn't work out well now I know like that is not for me or that country's not for me or you know whatever it is never do that again and you're right like it is a way of reframing it's not a failure it's not that you're no not good enough it's okay what have I learned from doing this and I, I agree it is always looking at different ways to to re reframe like also even with I'm scared of doing it is it well technically excitement and fear is the same emotion oh, it's yeah. just you yeah. different stories you've catastrophized oh my god what if it goes wrong and what if it's terrible what, but what if it's great what if this is the start of something what if this could open up doors what if this is yeah. better than you expected like ha- yeah. then you can feel excited rather than terrified of doing yeah that. I've, I've actually started using that because I'm a really nervous flyer like I, I never liked flying and um but like I have to go on a lot more planes now because I'm just like a living in Portugal I'm going traveling this summer like and I'm just like right I've got like about five or six flights already booked like so I need to get over this <laughs> I know I, I fly I fly all the time I'm just never like excited about it but I'm changing my language and I'm in the airport I'm like oh I'm so excited to get on this plane and land somewhere I'm so excited like and I never would have spoken like that before I would have been like I kind of feel sick. I am dreading this. What if this happens? Oh my God, I can just see the way they're looking at that. I literally would pick up everything. I'd be just like, I don't like the way that man is looking in the flight or whatever. And I'd, just, I'd be just catastrophizing. So I really worked on 
changing that like nervous to excitement which is the same energy really but just the thoughts and the and the wording around it and I I don't know it really has helped me a lot more like in in terms of flying and like using that for any fear or any anxiety as well can be really helpful too um simple language changes make all the difference like I mean it's probably stuff I've been told loads when I was younger because I was such a nervous child and but I never really would have believed it. it was big enough to do but it really does help like just the little things like changing your language and your and your thoughts on it that little bit and slowly but surely like it, it can help and then you've got like a nicer experience on the plane and then that makes the next time not so bad you're like oh well that was actually fine because I didn't like go crazy on it like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is like it's amazing how much the brain is, is picking up subliminally and it's listening and so the language again and things like you'd never say that to a friend who was scared of fine you'd never be like oh my god look at that man he looks a bit dodgy or like, like this is yeah. gonna happen or look at the terrible weather you'd, yeah. you'd be supporting and encouraging and, exactly. and positive and let's look at this and what, yeah. what why don't we look forward to reading this lovely magazine on the plane know, like my, my boyfriend it. says it's like two hours off work you can't even work up there just just yeah. chill there have a drink but I'm just like I, like I said I need to take that attitude on board <laughs> it's a good thing to be up there um but yeah I, we're, we're getting there <laughs> but um another thing I wanted to come back to was a little bit around the the stress piece for you because like obviously you um experienced that in both your your music career and in that industry and then of course I'm sure there's stress for you in running your own business like uh, we'd be lying if we said there wasn't like but um and obviously you had the IBS and that's you know there's a big relationship between stress and IBS when you switched careers did that help for you and like or what was the what do you think helped with that as you know was it the diet thing or was it moving from a less busy role or moving about around all the time yeah, I think it's very easy to assume that it's food. So I immediately wow. went down the like, is it a trigger food, you know, blood testing? And is it this? Is it that? Mm-hmm. Cutting out huge food groups um, and all of that and assuming it's literally one thing I'm putting into my mouth that makes me feel bloated or need to run to the toilet. And actually slowly but surely realizing it, it's nowhere near as straightforward as just yeah. I eat this one thing and like because I'm not allergic to anything it, it yeah. wasn't that so interestingly for me the IBS has all but gone away since I've stopped doing that job so definitely the decrease in stress I noticed when I would freelance still in the music industry the sedentary nature of being at a desk eating a lunch at the desk still at your computer and then by three four o'clock I'd get the bloat again and I'd be like I don't ever have this when I'm working for myself and I can plan manage my own time and like you say I can do some meditation in the morning or get to the gym or go out for a walk or you know just mix things up and move things around so yeah I it it, it was it was a combination and rather than being before I understood and before I started connecting with a lot of people that were more educated about it I was like it's just one thing one food I need to cut it out and then when that, that's done it's it's fixed and then suddenly realizing it's a way bigger holistic yeah than, than that. yeah I think that's really helpful like because so many people I work with um you know whether for hormonal issues a lot of them have got issues as well and um like you're saying like they always want to blame one food it's like I think it's this and I want to cut this out and you know it's like what else do I need to cut out I cut out dairy for years and I can't touch it now and all this and it's like well 
what what if you then like dissect a little bit more into their life like you said eating at their desk or on the go all the time late nights early mornings not eating until you know later in the day caffeine on empty stomach all of these kind of little things that all add up and it's never just one thing like you say it's the accumulation of everything and I guess what I want to highlight from this is the significance of our day-to-day habits and also again the word stress like I feel like people don't understand stress and they still I I think it's becoming a little bit more you know people are more aware of what it means now like it's not just like this traumatic event but stress is just like like your busy life that you had you know can just and not having time just to sit down have a meal and do healthy habits like maybe go for a walk during the day or exercise for yourself or whatever it is like there's so the word stress I think is still not fully understood and like I see so many of my clients and they're just they're stressed really that's a big part of what their issues and it could be that negative self-talk too that's putting a stressor on their on their their body and they don't realize that that like just negative talk all the time it's when it's become so normal that like you say you kind of don't identify that and I suppose I hadn't I wasn't able to see that when I was in the thick of it and after working in the industry for 10 years and that just became the norm and you could see everybody else behaving like that and being at their desk all the time and working long hours and 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 putting together for us you know tours that were like very risky and things might you know change you know you'd be terrified time and just to see if something had collapsed and fallen apart and just see that that kind of stress level those cortisol levels are just high all the time and it wasn't until stepping out of that and realizing I don't have to do this I don't have to live like this my body is much happier when I'm not at that I didn't I never I never thought I'm at breaking point I never had you know, I know, a breakdown yeah. with it but it was that constant simmering anxiety and worry I'm reading um Brene Brown's Atlas of the of the heart where she kind of dissects some of these words that we use we use stress quite easily to label a lot of things but again we need to identify what's overwhelm and, and where's what's anxiety and what's um, yeah. you know, fear and so that we can label it and, and like we said be more aware and then go okay how do I stop feeling like this? Or how do I change this feeling? Or is it that in something in my environment or my work life that, that needs to change here? Yeah, yeah, that was it for me as well. I worked in like a bank um, before I did this and I was studying my master's in nutrition at the time, but I was also working in the bank it was really stressful, but also a job I just, just did not enjoy. And I was commuting four hours a day. And like you said, I wasn't, I didn't actually think I was stressed or you know I was like wasn't reaching a breaking point or anything but like oh, when I look back there were so many signs at the same time and I just like I'm like wow like I did not pay attention to my body really like there's just so I get like a lot of gut issues I'd sometimes get like a bit shaky and stuff like that like I'm just like just didn't pay attention to things whereas now I'd be like if I notice something like that I'm like whoa I need to step back I'm getting a bit overwhelmed overworked maybe like not looking after myself enough and yeah like again it manifested then I ended up getting a little bit sick out of it like when I did nearly slow down I actually got like a thyroid condition and all of that all came out of that like and like I would 100% it was I went on all the food diet things to help it but like what really worked I know it was was removing the environmental stressors out of my life and there was a few different things I had to change but like the accumulation of all that really made the difference so um and then like doing something that I actually loved had a passion for and enjoyed doing was um helped as well so um, I think it's like we were saying about bulldozing over your emotions again that bulldozing over like listening to your body and I know it can seem very cliche but 
actually just tuning in and noticing and not just going, I'm just going to power through. I'm just going to keep pushing, especially with you know, things like my like bloating and stuff like that. Like, it's fine. I'm just going to keep going. I'm just going to keep pushing through it rather than, like we said, with our thoughts and with our physical symptoms when our body's actually saying something to us, going, totally, yeah. what is going on here and what needs to change? What, what needs to be adjusted so I don't yeah. feel like this I don't have to feel like this is not normal I know because if you don't slow down it will catch up with you somehow anyway that's the thing so um them little messages that little communication that you're getting the bloat or you know whatever digestive issues or whatever it is painful periods issues with your cycle things like that they're all a message to you that like there's issues just going on it could be small it's not may not be a massive deal but it could be just be something to listen to so yeah that taking that time just to pay more attention and not bulldozing because that's another thing like we're so proud to be like oh I just like get through it all and push through and like that martyr kind of uh, attitude and like I think again like that was it's a real like a generational thing like that's the way my parents would like have brought us up to be like just you know work hard that kind of way whereas it's not like maybe for the benefit of your your health and your mindset and your quality of life even it's just like you're not if you're not working really hard you're not like how can you earn a living that kind of way so it's a generational thing I don't know many parents who aren't thinking like that and I don't think it's not from a bad point of view like it's just the way they were brought up as well but like I do think it's changing that like there is a better way to live that you can earn your money but it may be not happen to kill yourself <laughs> I think the things that I've learned and picked up from my clients particularly where they are working in things like yoga and, and mindfulness and things is this balance between masculine energy and feminine energy or however yeah. you want to describe it this idea and I'm very much trained in that like you know I'm very comfortable in the masculine energy setting okay. goals taking action doing things you know that is my message yeah. however like even I have to understand and appreciate that intuition that leaning back yeah. that listening that nurturing of yourself and other people yeah. like that yeah. is just as much needed as goal setting taking action getting out of your comfort zone moving yeah. forward so yeah being aware that there are those two things and not one unfortunately society does say because we're in a patriarchy like the masculine way of pushing and doing things and you know just going for it anyway and and burn out is the best way and it and and it's not and we're luckily like you say generationally slowly realizing yeah the balance is much much better much healthier much more sustainable yeah and I think particularly as women we have a really strong intuition uh that we should tap into more and again it comes down to listening to yourself and your gut that's where it comes from is going with that gut feeling like and something may sound amazing and be all flashy or whatever but if it doesn't sit right with you and I've learned from that as well doing things that I thought would work in business and spent money on I'm like oh it doesn't sit right and it doesn't work then and you're like oh god so yeah like and that goes for anything you know so it's all like you know a new relationship you might have everything and tick all the boxes but it doesn't feel right then you know it's not going to work either so really listening to your your actual gut is a huge thing and we do have that um women have that inner knowing a lot and that strong intuition so using that for a benefit can be so so helpful as well um so yeah like we have chatted there for a while and um it's been really interesting and, and nice to get your story and just to hear the chat the the change of career and that like and I find that like a lot of people who go into these like business and have have come from say like a corporate role or you know a different industry and they can get bring so much of that the learnings from that with them as well which is great but um yeah they, there's a reason why they step into that and like they can use that as a as a, a strength then 
um in in their new world i guess but um thank you so much for joining which is there anything you'd like to leave i know uh, you have your book just start now that you've sent me i can't wait to read that it's gonna be so helpful for me <laughs> and um you have your podcast as well just start now um where can people find you i know you're not on social media for the month but uh when you do get back on it <laughs> yeah so the best place to go is always my website where you can find everything you can find the book the podcast all the social media links everything that i offer so that's vickyshilling.com so yeah just head there and you can find everything from there super okay well really appreciate you coming on it was a really nice episode to chat to you and get your insight on things but um i will be chatting to you again i'm sure and uh thanks again i'll be back next week everyone with everyone sorry with another episode take care